You're listening to the Path to Parenthood podcast series. If you're having trouble getting pregnant, it may be time to move on from your gynecologist to an infertility specialist, but this breakup should not be forever. This episode is about why you should break up with your gynecologist and why you should go back. Featuring Dr. Millie Behera, a reproductive endocrinologist at the Bloom Reproductive Institute, and Dr. Julianne Heathcott, a gynecologist at Arizona Women's Care. Dr. Behera. It is so important that women that are struggling with fertility issues or even have early questions that they start with their OBGYN where they already have built up that trust and that relationship to be able to ask those early questions and also Mm -hmm. to allow them to to be educated and to be empowered about their own health and have their questions answered and feel comforted and supported through the process. Dr. Heathcott. There's definitely a bond between a gynecologist and a patient and her patient, usually they stick with us for a long time. And when they are ready to start the process of getting pregnant and see where their family can go, they get so excited and they get anxious and they wanna do it right and they want it to happen immediately sometimes. And there are definitely a lot of questions that they never thought of before because their entire life they thought about preventing it. When do I ovulate? When is the time that I'm supposed to try to get pregnant? How long will it take if somebody has been trying for a year to get pregnant and ask their gynecologist what more they can do and the gynecologist says, just keep trying, then that is definitely a time to go and get a second opinion. And the in your OBGYN also knows, you know, what's normal and what signs to look out for so you can catch other things early, like an ovulation issue or a regular cycle. Is all this spotting normal or is this pain normal? And maybe recognize things early on, like endometriosis or possibility of of something else that could be interfering with their fertility. Some of the simple steps that we can start them out with are all okay and things aren't going necessarily the way they want it to and they're not getting pregnant. Immediately questions will come up, what more can I do? You know, where can I go from here? And that's when I help them understand that there are certain tests that I can do, but then there is also a specialist that can help them if there is a problem with any of those issues mm-hmm. because when a test is run, patients always want to know, well, what if something's wrong? What if it's bad? And then I explain that there are reproductive endocrinologists like you that mm-hmm. are wonderful and that can help them and can work on each of the little things if there is an issue. In a lot of ways, an OBGYN and an REI or fertility specialist really are starting on the same page, the initial the training and the background is fairly similar. As an REI, we start as OBGYNs and we learn the same, sort of have the same similar training. Right, you do the you same know? residency yeah. as me, yeah. but then you go on for a fellowship right. and you do even more schooling. And then we get a little more subspecialized <laughs> in, the, in the fertility aspect and the safety of fertility treatments and a little bit more detailed on, on male and female infertility disorders and things like that. But we're on the same page and it's nice that when patients feel comfortable that they, can, they know that their OBGYN and their fertility specialist are working together. They don't have to feel like you know, they're in the middle or they're having to be their own advocate or find their own specialist. With time being such an important factor, the big thing to be looking out for is that their ovarian reserve does decline with time. Not just egg number, but also egg quality may slowly decline with time. So it's very important to seek that opportunity and get information sooner because every month that passes by may be an opportunity that that could be missed. When the patients 
have done what they need to do with me and have not been successful and they move on to you and you take care of them and you get them pregnant and then you send me a letter I'm excited before I even see them and then I see them and it's 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 all about communication but they know too when they're coming back I know everything that's happened and right. what's going on and they're very happy to come back because I think they know I tried with them too even though right. I wasn't part of it <laughs> I was just trying to help them get pregnant, but they, they know that like I cared. Because a lot of couples feel alone. Yeah. And I think their provider that they've seen every year for their annual exam and their mm -hmm. pap smears, and when that comes up and they're, they don't feel afraid to ask those embarrassing questions about when and how and what position and what time. Right. You know, that really helps them, that support. Yeah, yeah. definitely. This podcast is brought to you by Path to Parenthood, an inclusive organization committed to helping people create their families by providing leading-edge outreach programs and timely educational information. The scope of our work encompasses reproductive health, infertility prevention and treatment, and family-building options, including adoption and third-party solutions. Path to Parenthood is a national, not-for-profit, 501c3 charitable organization headquartered in New York City.